Hello and welcome to High and Tight on GameTimeCT.com. This is episode three of season two. <laughs> this is actually our 15th ever episode, so shout out to us for making it. And I'm really thankful that Pete, <laughs> Pete writes these things down or somehow keeps notes of them because I cannot remember what episode <laughs> we're in ever. It's for the history books. It's for when they look back, you know, 30 years from now and they go, wow, what were podcasts? And be like... Did you guys ever hear that show, High and Tight? Yeah. It ran for three seasons. It had 45 episodes. And it'll be like watching Arrested Development. and be like, you know what? It didn't get the appreciation that it deserved in its time. Right. I think, I think <laughs> uh, yeah, the history books will look kindly upon the show. Uh, <laughs> it'll be a legendary thing. They'll probably teach it at all the uh, schools. All the uh, podcast schools, you know? you know? I mean, look, if you guys, if you guys are listening. Right. You know, and you want people to come in and, and teach about podcasts, you got us too right here. That's right. All you colleges yeah. in, in Connecticut, you should start yeah. a podcasting class. Have us come in. Have us come. Talk. High schools. Yeah. I know Dan Barry's got a great student <clears throat> like journalism program. Yeah. Uh, Hatter Network or whatever. And same with like Ludlow. I know yeah. Staples obviously is legendary. Yeah. But like, hey, you want us to come in here? Maybe we could probably learn things from you guys. Because <laughs> we just had to restart the podcast because it wasn't recorded. <laughs> right, Pete made, me, Pete made me say the hello part twice. I just do it because it makes my Tuesdays better. It really takes a lot out of me, but I did it twice for the show. Oh, speaking of shows yeah. uh, that are kind upon, did you watch Game of Thrones? Uh, yeah, of course. Did you? No, yeah. you didn't. I did. I watched it last you night. You did? Yeah, oh, I, I did. didn't know you were a Game of Thrones guy. It was super, there were some super awkward situations. There really were. It was yeah. a nice slow burn episode. I'm glad it's back, though. Yeah. I'm glad. Uh, this is also a pop culture podcast. I don't know right. if you guys can tell. It's like, um, oh, your last name's Tarly. I have some bad news for you. I have you. some bad news for you. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, I don't want to say too much more about yeah. Game of Thrones, but uh, I mean, Bran Stark is just the creepiest. He is, but <laughs> he's not Bran the Stark. He's, he's the three-eyed raven. But I'm going to be honest with you. When he said, I'm waiting for an old friend. And then and then Sam showed up. I was like, "Oh, that's pretty interesting." Because yeah. like, yeah, old friend. But then you know who he means at the end of the episode, and you're yeah. like, "Boom!" And he just looked at him like, "Yep." And again, that I can't believe you doubted that I watched Game of Thrones. <clears throat> I don't think we've ever talked about it. That's why I don't talk about it. I don't post about it. I don't say anything on Twitter about it. But I just you know quietly. Yeah, go you know it. me. I don't post anything about it. But I will say this: I post all the time about it. I'm saying it now, <laughs> Sansa Stark is my queen. She's the start is my queen. She best character development yeah. throughout the entire show from yeah. from start to now. She's been through the most. She's learned from so many great people. Uh, not great people. So many smart people. Yeah. Cersei, her father, um, Tyrion, you know, Littlefinger, and even Ramsay. And Ramsay was a messed up dude. And that whole part I don't like to talk about. Horrible. But she learned from everybody. She is She's the smartest person in the room. That's what Arya said, right? Yep. She's the smartest person. She's the I know. smartest person that she knows. I'd and like to see you and and uh, and her go on a date. Me and Sansa. Yeah, I think she's a little too she's tall. Like for six me. four. Yeah, I think she's a little too she's tall. Quite not me. six four, but she's <clears throat> compared to me, she might be. <laughs> she's probably six and, foot six and one. That was our Game of Thrones recap. <laughs> Uh, it was like when the All-State Girl basketball team came in here and, and they were just towering over all, both of us. I mean, they were towering over me, too. Uh, yeah, so that was our talk. Um, we will do that every Tuesday. Yes, exactly. Game of Thrones recap. Now getting into the... Uh, baseball. Well, this is a baseball podcast? This is a baseball podcast. Okay. Uh, but we can talk about... Um, Fires, there's plenty of fires in Game of Thrones. Uh, we just want to do a fire update. Uh, you know, we had some fun with the Richfield fire last week. Um, 
if you go and look at the Game Time CT Baseball Notebook from this week, I talked to uh, Paul Fabry last night. Uh, he's back coaching the team. The other two assistants are both back coaching the team. As far as we know, it the situation, uh, you know, they're they're free and clear of any wrongdoing. There was an investigation. They were suspended for, not suspended, they were on leave for five days pending an investigation. I, they were not suspended. I should not say that. Um, so they came back. The field is back open. There was a men's league game there Monday, uh, Sunday. Richfield practiced there Monday. Uh, the field is back in working order. The gasoline's been removed. It's been refilled in, uh, and they played Ludlow uh, Wednesday afternoon there. Uh, that's the first game Richfield's supposed to have back there. You know, the one thing that stunk about this was Richfield was named <laughs> or was voted the number one team in the state. I don't know how often they've been the number one team in the state. Yeah. I don't think very often. So they, they get <clears throat> voted number one, and then the same day their coaches put on leave. It really stunk for the kids. It wasn't like a thing you could – I mean, they, I'm sure they celebrated a little. And, and also it's also the second week of the season. Yeah. But it's still an honor to be at the top of that poll, I would think. Yeah. And I, then they you know they had a tough loss to Trinity, and um, we'll talk about the poll later. Yeah, but. the poll is – it's so wishy-washy in baseball, especially at the beginning of the year, because it's like do you reward a team for being undefeated? Yeah. Which it looks like we, we did. And, that, um, and yeah, I, I don't have a problem with that. But I mean, just getting back to Richfield for a second before, because yeah. we have plenty to talk about with the poll. Um, we're glad that Paul and, and his and his staff are back, that they were cleared of any wrongdoing, as far as we know. The field's back open. Richfield's going to play that's baseball. The, that's the important thing is that the field, whatever damage was done, was not uh, as bad as first thought, and which is good. You know, they they went they went they probably went through the correct steps to make sure that, you know, the field is playable and it's not dangerous because, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, it's only, you know, a little bit of fire. This well, they did have to dig it up. They had, yeah. to, they had to go down and dig all that contaminated <clears throat> yeah, dirt out. It but was... it wasn't as bad as it could have been, no. which is good. And so. the field's back open. Yes. I mean, there was definitely concerns that the field wouldn't be open the rest of the season. Yeah. Obviously, that's not happening. And, I mean, so. look, the story went viral. I mean, I had friends texting me from oh, it was like New York, from even Connecticut who don't really pay attention to high school sports, and they, like, yeah. send me a link, and they're, like, from Sports Illustrated. Like, do you know about this? Or, like, oh, Game Time's tagged in this. Like, so you, like, saw this. Like, what's going on? Yeah. And it was like, look, the story made rounds, and I don't think it put the town of Ridgefield in the best light. No, probably not. But um, what are you going to do? Yeah. No, I know. I just, you know, when, when stuff like this happens, um, it seems like, you know, they kind of want it to go away, yeah. which it might be for the betterment of everybody if it I think does. It's, it's certainly better for the Ridgefield kids and the players that they can move on and have a good season, and they have some really special players yeah. on that team like Matt DeLuca and some other pitchers. Nick Cullen, really well. Nick Cullen, the hockey stud. Yeah. He's a heck of a baseball player, too. He's playing uh, – I just found this out because we were doing his All-State bio. Uh, yeah. for the all Spoiler, Nick Cullen had made the All-State hockey team. Um, <laughs> Don't tell But he's, uh, he's PGing at Taft, I believe, for hockey and baseball. Wow. Yeah. So good for him. Nice baseball field up at Taft. Yeah. I enjoy the uh, campus. I don't know Hockey rink is so cold. It's cold? It's the coldest rink in the, uh, in the entire Colder state. than Richfield? Because win- yeah. that's what Taft I think is the rink. coldest. Well, the it Ridgefield. won't even matter to Nick at this point, I guess. Because Richfield feels like you're outside. <clears throat> yeah. Like we, it's uh, not even insulated. It's just like plywood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it's so cold there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they have talent to play. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. You're a Boston guy. Yeah. You're, you're a Sox fan and, and all that. So you obviously have read Bill Simmons over the years. Sure. Um, he always said, which I thought was interesting, is that every year when you look back on a team that won the championship, 
they always had what he called a DVD moment. Yeah. Like that moment that's you're going to look back and be like, that was the turning point of the team season. Is this it? Who knows? Who knows? Um, if they win the whole thing, though, you bet all your money that there will be a feature story that we will write uh, about this leading into the championship game. If they make it or even if they make it to the semis again. It's hard to avoid. I it mean, is hard to avoid. This is now part of their season. Right. And they can either make it a good thing or let it bury them. Um, you know, granted, we're only a fifth of the way into the season. If that, and and, yeah. and and Paul said yesterday, these kids are really resilient. You know, they're not. They were the ones that were kind of least bothered by the whole thing. It sucked that they didn't have their coaches there. And yeah, there was a freshman coach coaching the varsity, and not <clears throat> not that he's not qualified, but he just doesn't know the players. Yeah, and, and it's, it's just a weird. It thing is a weird happen, thing. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, look, we like Paul. Uh, he's a friend of the program. He's someone we want to have on this show. Yes. Um, good dude. Really nice guy. He's unbelievable to talk to. Uh, last year, uh, I got to know him during the during their run to the state finals really mm-hmm. well. You want to talk about a Game of Thrones fan? He is a big Game of Thrones fan. But then at the New Haven Register Awards dinner last year, um, his wife, Tina, is the head coach of Quinnipiac women's basketball, and she was the uh, sports person of the year. Yeah. And she came, gave a great speech, and, and Paul was there, and I got to – him and I just like talked for like 20 minutes about high school baseball and like all the kids who were graduating, the all-state team, this and this. And then Tina came over nicely and was like, all right, Paul, like it's time to leave. And I was like, no, but I'm having so much fun. <laughs> so he's a good dude. Um, oh, and congratulations on your award. Yeah, congratulations on your award. But I'm like really having fun talking to your husband about baseball. And he's a big hockey guy too. I uh, I ran into him a couple of times with the um, – <clears throat> with uh, the Ridgefield hockey team this past year, and I, I saw him in a girls basketball game this this uh, winter. His niece was playing on a team that I was covering, and there he was on the yeah. court. You know? He's a he's a big proponent of high school sports in this state, uh, which and, is awesome. Uh, yeah, and yeah, they're a great sports family. They in, are in very, general, very very much. So. All right, let's talk about the poll. Uh, uh, so where we've had, do we start? We've had look the baseball <clears throat> poll is super. Weird in the beginning of the season, um, we're trying to, like we said, we're trying to pick the best teams. The voters are trying to pick the best teams. I think, are they? I think. Are we, they? I think we have in the top ten all teams that are deserving to be in the top ten. Um, I think Ledger's really good. Uh, they got five first place votes. They're the number one team this week. Uh, they're undefeated. I think that that helped them kind of boost them up to the number one. Um, personally, this week I voted for Staples number one. I just think, and then we talked about it last week, and I had voted Ledyard number one. I think Staples is the best team. So they only have one loss. But when I look at all the teams, who they have, how they're playing, who they're playing, for me it was Staples. Um, but again, we've said this before. The, the difference between Staples, Ridgefield, Amity, Cheshire, probably Ledger too, even though Ledger's an M school, there's probably not a ton of difference. Yeah when you look at them. Uh, yeah, I, again, Ledger is an M school. so Yeah, I, look, don't get me wrong. The ECC is one of the best baseball conferences in the state. We know that. <clears throat> My thing, <clears throat> it's nothing against Ledger. I look. I like to look at who beat who. Sure. So last week, I had Amity as my number one. Mm-hmm. I was one of, I think, a couple of people to vote Amity one. Yep. Um, and they beat Hand. Yes. Who was number two. Yes. So why would I bump Amity down from one? You shouldn't. If you exactly. Have, if you so that's why. Of one team, then yeah, you that's no. why I kept Amity at three. I just think the baseball poll. I think every poll is treated like the football poll, which I think is a mistake. Well, you just can't because it's a longer season. The wins are more but, random but in it baseball. Is though. Look at Hand. Hand was number two a week ago. They lost one game to Amity, 
who was six last week, three this week. So why is hand dropping four spots? I will tell you why, because one voter didn't put hand on their list. Exactly, so but that's what I'm saying. That's, that's, that's a goose egg zero. Yeah, <clears throat> exactly. They, they should have had 20-something points. <clears throat> exactly, so does that yeah. is that because, but did they drop them because they lost, or did they just forget? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so weird to look. It so fluctuates. It's like, don't get me wrong, Ledger should be very proud that they are number one, but... If they lose to hand next, if they lose to hand on Thursday, I will say how the, far are they going to fall down? Or if they, what if Ledyard beats hand this week, yeah. stays at number one, then loses a game in the ECC the next week, and then completely falls off because everyone forgot that they beat hand the week before? So of the top ten teams, uh, one person didn't vote for St. Joe, one person didn't vote Ludlow, uh, one person didn't vote South Windsor. These are different people. Yeah, and then one person didn't vote hand. Everyone else in the top ten was unanimously in the top ten. Look, I'll tell this about hand. And, and I think, again, I think we have the right teams I think we have, up there. I think we have the majority of the right teams are in the mix. I mean, I mean look, look, Glastonbury, could you could throw them up there. Simsbury could be in there. Notre Dame Fairfield what about, could be in there. So you look at Ludlow sitting there at 9. They are 6-0. Right. and oh. They're 6-0. and oh. But you, your bottom line is a very interesting point, that they've walked off three times. Three extra inning games. Now, that says something about your team, that you can win those games, and you have to But it also says games. about that you've played three extra inning games. Now, you look at who's sitting on the outside looking in, and you got a team like Wilton. Pretty successful program in the last half decade. Yes, Tim Egan's um, a great coach. Tim Egan is job. one of the best coaches in the SEAC. But look at who they played this year. Or look at who Ludlow's played. Right. I mean, that that's what you got to look at. And then you look at a team like St. Joe's. Are they better than Ludlow? Maybe. You know, yeah. do we really know? And then you, you don't got really South- know until they get on the field. Exactly. And- so baseball is just so hard when you're, like, looking at it. And it's like. But even when they match up, I mean, maybe St. Joe's runs their number one pitcher out and Ludlow runs their number three out. That's the thing that exactly. people, I don't think, always consider with baseball is, like, who's pitching. Like, okay, so Ridgefield lost to Trinity. Everyone was pretty surprised that Ridgefield lost to Trinity Catholic. Who did Ridgefield pitch in that game? They didn't pitch one of their top yeah. two or three guys. Obviously, DeLuca pitched against Trumbull, I think, the next day. Yeah. Um, still a sh- kind of a surprising result. But in baseball, that can happen, especially, you know, maybe Trinity runs out their best kid. And Ridgefield didn't, I don't know, I don't want to say they didn't take it seriously, but they didn't pitch a kid who they yeah. thought they needed to use. and. Ended up giving up 15 and they runs dropped in that game. four spots in the poll. So the poll, look, I'll be honest with you. We vote, We put it together. We promote it. We post it on our website and want people to look at it. But at the end of the day, I don't think the poll holds that much weight until we get, you know, 12 games into the season maybe when you kind of see where teams are. But you look, last year Cheshire was really not even knocking on the door in the poll. Right. For most of the year, they got in when they beat Amity. Then they lost to Hamden. You remember, I mean, we had Chris Borelli on last week. Cheshire lost to Hamden twice. Yeah. But they beat Amity twice. So probably the weeks that they beat Amity, they got into the poll. Yeah. And then when they lost to Hamden, they fell out of the poll. And it's nothing against Hamden. It's just the way that the poll works. But, like, look at East Catholic. East Catholic. What happened? Like, they're in the poll, and then the next week they get two people voting for them total, and they're both, like, <laughs> really low votes. Nothing really changed with them, you know, as to who they were playing or what they were doing. Yeah. But they took one loss. Uh, they did beat um, some good teams, but let, let me look at East Catholic here real quick. East Catholic took a loss to Stratford, but that was two weeks ago. And then they won by shutouts over E.O. Smith and Northwest Catholic this week, last past week. For some reason, they fell completely out of the voters' minds and... 
I will say, as a voter, it's tough. Like, it I is. make my top 15, and I have to go back and look and be like, yep. did I leave someone off this list that deserves to be here? Then you got to move someone else off. Especially early in the season, in the baseball season, the poll is so weird. So I'm trying to keep, even if a team has a loss and I really believe in them, keep them up there. You know, mm-hmm. keep them in the top 10. But it'll be tough for East Catholic to squeeze back in unless teams really start losing. It'll be tough, Notre Dame, Fairfield to get to get back up there. Foreign to get in there. You know, teams that are like that. Haddam Killingworth's undefeated. Like, where do they belong? Yeah. Someone sent me an email this year saying that, you know, soccer does a SM poll and an L, double L poll. Yep. They think that that should be done in baseball. I disagree. I disagree. Yeah. I disagreed with them yeah. and I sent them that. But um, mostly because I'd have to do two polls. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd have to do two polls. You'd be asking a lot of the reporters. Yeah. Um, but. <clears throat> it's weird, and like Fairfield Prep's never going to get back in the top ten this year, even if they win the rest of their games. The I think rest if they the win, if they win the SEC tournament, I think they'll get into the poll. Right at the yeah, end, at the end of the, the, end of the yeah. year. But if they don't do that, they're gone. And frankly, they're two and five. The but thing is, well, Trumbull's thing got is, Trumbull's got three losses. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you and it's not you because you put it together, but you know, it feels like, and I, I bring this up every year. It was the football poll two years ago. When Darian was voted number one, and they had everything happen at the end of the year, mm-hmm. and a lot of people were like, I don't want to vote Darian a, a number one, but who do I vote number one? Now, Darian had lost to New Canaan, right? That was their one loss. They won the title. Hand, they had, that was the year they won the first of their back-to-back state championships, only had one loss and one L. Yeah. It felt like people forgot that they lost to Shelton, who was the number one team in double L he- heading into the playoffs earlier in the year by like less than a touchdown in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Like people forgot that happened. Well, it's, and when, like it's when you they, lose Exactly. Too. But yeah. it's like, and it's not a knock because there are so many games and so many teams that you're like, you kind of forget these things. So unless you're hammering home and you're paying attention that like, hey, yeah, Trumbull's got three losses, but they lost to three ranked teams. Yeah. Like where does that... You know, or do you just, or do you just look at the losses and say they have three losses? That's all that matters because I think that's a that's not a good approach. I don't think so either, and not in baseball. I just yeah. I, wins and losses are obviously the thing that ultimately matters. But when you're close with teams like that and you're losing by one run to a team that's undefeated yeah. and is really good and loaded, and let me know where you are in May. Yeah, at the end no, of I May mean that's and, really and, what and it comes down to. Is and, let it know what what's going to happen in May. Because at the end of the day, that's when it's important. And we saw it last year. Again, I don't think Treasure was really that highly ranked last year. Weathersfield wasn't ranked at all last year. Wolkett got some votes last year. And Notre Dame Fairfield maybe got some votes last year. And those were your four state champions. Yeah. So. Yeah, they weren't there. I mean, yeah. I, I think it's it's one of the, the only sport where that really is going to happen. <clears throat> it's possible in other sports, but pretty unlikely uh, but I also think it speaks to how good a lot of these teams are and how deep these leagues are. And yeah. I wrote about how deep the CCC was this week for the Notebook too. And there's so many good teams. Yeah. And well, the CCC and I love the CCC, but the CCC is deep because it is massive. Right. I mean, it's the same thing with football every year. They'll get the most teams in the playoffs, and then we see what happens. So. I think they could have a state championship. Oh, for baseball, baseball. I definitely for baseball, think they yeah. Can. I just think for baseball, they're really good. Yeah. Um, and Glastonbury, like I said, Glastonbury and Southington. Uh, Southington's number seven. Uh, they play Glastonbury this week. Glastonbury's undefeated. They play today, actually, at 2 o'clock. So we'll see. I mean, if they win that, Southington beat Berlin. Berlin was ranked last week. I know that you didn't think Berlin necessarily belonged there, but Southington knocked them off. 
uh, eight nothing. So then Southington comes in. So if Glastonbury beats Southington next week, the voters will probably put Glastonbury. Uh, you can't. You, uh, you can't see me roll my eyes. We're just gonna have a revolving door. That's really what it is. It's just spots. so hard. And then I think there's teams that'll just stay up there even if they take a loss. I think like Amity Staples. Amity Cheshire. Staples. Yeah, the teams that have established themselves as programs that year in and year out are gonna be consistently good. I think they get the benefit of the doubt. Oh, 100%. Look, and, you have a team that's run by Sal Capola or Jack McFarlane. You're going to get the benefit of the doubt every time in the mind of the voters because if you look at the end of the season, the last five years, those teams have been there. Right. And they just they have. And I'm not knocking Cheshire because Cheshire is good. Yeah. They lose an unbelievable coach in Coach Morocco. Mm-hmm. They lose one of the best players in the state. And if this was football, they wouldn't have even sniffed the top ten. No way. But but granted, also, they've gone out and played unbelievable and good for them, and I'm not knocking them. This is a Cheshire. I I like Cheshire a lot, but I'm just saying is that, you know, they won double L last year, so they're going to get the benefit of the doubt the entire season until proven otherwise. Right. And they beat Trumbull, and they lost one nothing to Amity, and you know they beat Guilford and Branford. Those teams, you can say what they want. We want about them this year. They're, they're quality programs in general. They'll be there at the end of the year, like last year. Last year, Branford and Guilford were not sniffing votes, and they both went to the semifinals in L. Yeah. It's just the, it's the way it's going to be. I mean, again, I like we like doing the poll. We like putting it out. We like the conversations that it starts. But it has to be taken with a grain of salt until the end of the season. Yep. Um, there's really one poll that matters. But again, this is a it's a good conversation piece. We you know, people do like to talk about it, and it, I think it is a source of pride for the kids that they can yeah. crack the top ten. And like we said, the Ridgefield kids were excited about it, and the same day they found out their coach wasn't coming back for yeah. a week, so it's stunk for them. Yeah, enough about the poll, though, <coughs> because poll, we yeah. have our first food road trip. Road, road trip, road trip. <laughs> uh, we got an awesome matchup with number six hand and number one Ledger Thursday up in Ledger, and Pete and I are hitting the road together. Uh, we're going to that game, and we are stopping off. Uh, we, we put out recommendations on Twitter. Where can we go get a hot dog? In the area, and we got back where from uh, Ledyard AD Jim Bunicor, friend of the program. Yeah, um, Camp Dog K A M P Dog. Uh, it's in New London, ten minutes away from Ledyard. Thank you for spelling camp. Yes, well, some people <laughs> assumed it was a C, and uh, this is what the website says: a fine New England wienery. Yeah, stop in and try one of New England's best hot dogs, including the original Camp Dog with homemade dynamite sauce. Eat the heat. It's doggone good food. So I think what we're going to do when we eat the hot dogs is, is if I'm not mistaken, you only eat plain. I do. Look, I'm a no big, toppings. I'm right? a plain guy because some of the toppings I don't like. But the argument that I make is that if the if the hot dog is that good, I don't. You know, I got to appreciate the hot dog for what it is and not have any outside condiments affect my taste buds. Totally fair. So Pete's going to eat the plain dogs wherever we go, and I'm going to eat whatever the specialty is because I will literally eat whatever they put yeah. on the hot dog. I don't Ooh. think there's anything they could put on the hot dog right by. No, thank you. They have hand-dipped corn dogs, too. Okay. Yikes. Okay. Let's go. I, so mean, I mean, we got to get it. The signature dish. Legit corn dogs? Yeah. Dynamite sauce, cheese, yeah. onions, Nestled in a butter-grilled New England roll. Oh, my goodness. And the dynamite sauce is an original recipe created by Ken. It's spicier than chili and is a perfect topping. Ken. Yeah. So we will be there Thursday before the Ledyard hand game. Yeah. And we uh, we will be posting it 
I think we're going to do like a live video on Instagram or... Yeah, something like that. Or we'll, we'll, on we'll post it on and, Twitter yeah. and uh, we'll throw it up on Game Time. But this is something we, 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 we've talked about doing we've talked like about. We're years. doing it this year. So we're doing it this year. This we're doing it Wednesday. Stop. This is our first stop. Let us know um, any cool hot dog places you want us to go. We'll pick a hot dog place and go to a game around there instead. That's how we'll plan it. And as for the game, um, again, these are two really good teams, teams we think are going to be in the mix the entire season. Ledger's obviously number one right now, so that uh, adds a little more to it. And Hand has just been fantastic, and they're loaded. And I've been waiting to see them all year, and I'm willing to drive to Ledger to to go watch two really good baseball teams play. Uh, we've got some good matchups coming up this week, but I think that is the the top yeah the top dog as it were (laughs) like i'm excited um i don't believe we're gonna see ken turner pitch i believe as of now he might be throwing the day before um yeah the one thing is it's not a conference matchup so you tend to have your better pitchers going conference hey look if it maybe maybe it rains on wednesday and he gets pushed back a day who knows but (laughs) um you know it'll it'll still be exciting to see these two teams number one look if you're number one it's not because you have one really good pitcher so it's exciting to see. It will be exciting to see what Ledyard's got. At the same time, I'm a big fan of Hand. Uh, I can't wait to watch. You know what uh, Coach LaPointe's got. You know, obviously we know about Phoenix Billings, uh, one of the best players in the state. You know, they got uh, Julian Banerjee, who was uh, the heart and soul of that defense football team that allowed, I think, that starting defense allowed seven points the entire season. Mm-hmm. I think he, I think he mans the outfield uh, for the Tigers. Also hit the game-winning home run in the SEC semifinals, walk-off style, uh, last year. So I'm excited to, to see them play. Yeah, um, I'm really excited to see Hand play. So it should be it should be a good one. It should be fun. It's a nice – again, it's a good game to go travel to. It's starting to get warm um, out a little yeah, bit. It's starting to get I nice, might so. be also making a trip tomorrow, depending on – I have a story to do in the morning, yeah. so we'll see how the afternoon goes. But fingers crossed, I want to go see these two NVL teams, so we'll see. Awesome. Yeah, I, I like tomorrow and this whole week. There's some games at like noon. I'm going to a game at noon tomorrow. Oh, love the the, the spring break the vacation games. week, yeah. <laughs> mid afternoon games. <laughs> They're really awesome. Um, the other thing place we want to get to, and I was going through the schedule today, is we got to get to Dunkin' Donuts Park for. We have the to game. do a live podcast during the game. We we got to do it for like an inning. Uh, there, and I realize as I'm going through the schedule, there's so many teams that are going to be playing up there. Like, yeah. you know, St. Paul is playing Litchfield next week up there. Oh, you want to know why? And I actually found this out the other day. Uh, coach Rinaldi of St. Paul yeah. and Kyle Weaver, who's the head coach at Litchfield, are like really good friends. Fun. Yeah. Fun. You know, he used to coach, uh, Rinaldi used to coach at Lewis Mills. Uh, and him and Kyle play like adult baseball together. Interesting. So yeah. I was like, how did they get together? Yeah. And then I end up was... at Dunkin' Donuts Park. Exactly. So uh, <laughs> when I was up at St. Paul last week, because I'm doing a story on, on Julian Thayer, which I'm hoping to get out this week, just with yeah. all the rain delays, I just haven't been able to go and actually get like footage from a game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so I was actually, when I went up there to talk to him, he was telling me, we just started talking virtually because he used to coach at Lewis Mills. Yeah. And, uh, and he just brought it up. And I was like, oh, I know Kyle. Like, and he's like, yeah, we're playing at Dunkin' Donuts. And I'm like, why? And he's like, oh, we play adult baseball and all this stuff together. So it was actually really interesting. Most of the games that are up there are, you know, CCC. There's a few tech uh, tech school games up there this year. Um, Windsor East Hartford's probably a pretty good one on May 22nd. That's the end of the season. Uh, Weathersfield plays Rocky Hill up there. Manchester plays East Catholic. I think on this Saturday, it looks like there's a bunch of games because Plainville plays Plainfield up there and Manchester plays East Catholic. And I think there's a game in between. Again, there were so many games, I was surprised. I thought it would just be a couple, but 
it's an awesome venue, and we've talked about how it would be so fantastic. We love Palmer Field. Yeah. Love. But it would be fantastic to play some state games up there and maybe get the state championships up there just because if you haven't been to Dunkin' Donuts Park, it is fantastic. It really is. Like, it blows you away. You're not ready for it, how really awesome it is in every single way. It's got great sight lines, great concessions. Everything is fantastic about that place. Uh, Listen, I want to urge you to go on Game Time CT. uh, Check out the games to watch that we posted yesterday. Check out the top performers from last week. Uh, Check out the unibrows that I'm going to put up today. Uh, that is going to be four teams that you can vote for their best uniforms. If you have uniforms, let us know. Send them in to us. Um, and next week when we come back here, uh, we will be able to talk about those hot dogs that we got at Camp Dog and our entire trip up to hand and ledger, and I'm sure it'll be uh, eventful. Yes, since, and the... Uh, since we're getting in the car together. Yeah, to go. if you guys have got any song requests that you want us to jam out to, um, if not, I'm in control of the radio, so... I think that's why Pete wants to drive, is so that he can <laughs> control the radio. It's a smart move. It's a smart move. <laughs> yeah, so next week, hopefully, we'll be back. We'll have uh, another coach on, because um, those are always fun, and we'll uh, we'll have hot dog review we'll have game game of thrones episode two review Um, (laughs) briefly briefly yeah that'll be the start of every show yeah but listen uh for pete i am scott kids remember keep your gloves down don't ruin the game for your friends and we will see you next week later